Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we discuss about technical SEO, how you can get results, traffic, sales, and anything else. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Olga Zarechna. How are you? Hi, hi. I'm very happy to be here. So, yes, yes, let's let's talk technical SEO and see what we can learn all from each other. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have a sponsor today, uh, iChrefs is our sponsor and uh, uh, oh then share time, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, i think uh, in my agency it's the number one tool uh, that yeah. we are using all the time and yeah because of the all this uh, all these features you know unique features uh, that can help with link building keyword research technical optimization and before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to share about technical SEO. So uh, I've been in SEO since, I think, 2012, 11. So around 2010, I, I learned uh, about SEO and that it is possible to actually make money online. And this is when I started learning, cre started creating websites. And I was creating my own websites for a couple of years. Then I landed my first job in SEO at, at the agency and this is how it all started. And since then I've been like doing it full time all the time. And this is also my, my greatest passion. So this is not only my job, but my passion. And here mm -hmm. today and two years, two years ago, I decided to set up my own blog and thought that maybe it is a good idea to start to start sharing what I learned, sharing my, my thoughts. And it, it turned out to be a really good idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I found that uh, when you share new information, uh, you can learn, you can uh, memorize all the skills. Yeah, because, for example, if you've learned something new, you can forget for a few weeks, you know, uh, yes, for me. Yes. I have short memory. I can forget for a few days, for a few minutes, you know, if I don't share with my audience. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good idea about that. <laughs> okay, uh, you're super active, you know, to share knowledge on many recognizable places. Can you tell uh, more uh, why it's your passion? Because, you know, uh, I often get the question, why, uh, how SEO can be passion, you know, because uh, people think it's boring, it's not interesting. And I usually reply to them, okay, skip it, find what you like more and find your passion, why not? Can you tell how uh, SEO can provide this passion for you? So I would say that uh, I like uh, learning new things and experimenting with new things. And this is what SEO lets me do. And uh, even at the very beginning, when I was following those different tutorials on how to optimize a website, it was so exciting for me to see that, oh, my site now started to appear on the fifth page of Google for this keyword when I was actually seeing that, yeah, this can actually work. I can log into Google Search Console or Google Analytics and see that yes, something is happening as a result of my actions, as a result of my optimizations. And I think the most motivating thing was when I earned my first dollar from ads. This was like the best. Yeah, this is really possible. I don't like need to um, work like a, be a normal employee that goes to office every day. I can actually make money online. This is like when it all kind of starts in my head and... Uh, I think it gives me the freedom. It is it is it, it it lets me grow, learn, 
and at the same time I can work from home which is which is what I love the most I I like I just I'm just like made this way to to be (laughs) with my headset and doing my my, my thing by the way I like your working place you know (laughs) this chair you know (laughs) this wall awesome not not wall this is like only like you know a piece of paper (laughs) Ah, okay got it Okay, let's get back to the main topic. Can you tell uh, where to start with technical optimization? Because we have a bunch of tools that can help to find all these errors. But, you know, when I check out a lot of errors, I don't know where to start because a lot of errors. And uh, tell how it's important to optimize with green line uh, by PageSpeed Insights. Do we need to chase this green line or it's better to pay attention with some critical errors? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, let's start with uh, where to start. So... Uh, I would I would say that uh, depending on uh, on your role your level uh, of SEO I I would always recommend starting with reading uh, Google uh, advanced SEO documentation this is like this is a long read and this is not an easy read but you will really uh, get a ton from it so I would say this is the place uh, where you should start to to kind of get the idea of what technical SEO is what it involves then start playing with different tools. Uh, I would say Sidebulb uh, may be a good tool to start with because it provides a lot of different uh, explanations. It has a, it, it has even even if it marks something as an error, it has a link to documentation, and explains when this can actually be an error when it isn't. So I would say use the tools that provide some explanations so that you can get more experience. But of course, you to be able to understand how it works, whether a specific uh, issue is really an issue, you need to create a bunch of websites, you need to break a bunch of websites, you need to you need to commit a lot of mistakes before you can actually like open the site and see. Okay, so this is a mistake. This is this isn't a mistake. So I would say, learn the theory and practice and google provides so much information that you can you can start start there and of course there are a ton of seos who who share this knowledge even Elaida solis has her uh, learning seo.io site where you have like every resource for learning seo including technical seo um, listed there so that's uh, mm-hmm. about where to start and uh, regarding uh, page speed so I would say uh, this green color, uh, it is nice to have, but I wouldn't say this is something we should be focusing on because this green color in PageSpeed Insights is basically the lab, uh, the lab assessment of your site. So if, if, the, uh, if, the, if the emulated device, uh, usually when we test the site, we test it on a desktop computer, uh, which uh, has better like CPU and, and stuff like that. So we we may have those results better green but what we should really care about uh, is uh, the uh, the field data which is basically core web vitals in the field which we can uh, check in google search console and if we have enough traffic we can also see them in google page speed insights whether core web vitals are passed so i would say as long as uh, core web vitals in the field are passed for for our site, I wouldn't really uh, care too much about getting uh, PageSpeed Insights to the green zone, unless this is like a sales tool for us that we want to show to our clients that all our sites have green colors. This may be something you may want to want to pursue, but 
but when it comes to Google assessing your site and uh, Google ranking factors, uh, only the field data, which is Core Vitals, are actually a ranking factor, but but this is another story that they aren't, I think, such a big ranking factor like they seemed to be a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell how to uh, measure this impact? Uh, because uh, you mentioned it's not big, uh, sometimes it's big. How to find this measurement? Uh, it's SEO instinct or it's logical process or uh, you rely to some studies. Tell about your measurement. So I would say uh, the way I would measure it, uh, you just want to be better than your competitors are. So you, you just want to list your competitors, see what their scores are, how how fast their sites are, and if their sites are very, very fast and you are very, very slow, then you definitely need to work on that. But if they're, they're like 40-something and they don't pass Core Vitals, then it will be enough for you to pass them and you will be, in that respect, better. But mm -hmm. I, I I would treat uh, speed like, like a tiebreaker, which is like if we isolate all other signals, then this this may may have an impact that we are worse in that respect but there are so many other like 300 other factors at play that mm -hmm. it is nice to have but there are other things as well that matter and we just mm -hmm. want to be faster than our competitors are especially if like opti optimizing for 100 scores is something that we will have to invest a ton of time resources and we are already at 89 for example then i i wouldn't fight for more <laughs> okay i have the question about uh, obsolete techniques for example uh, i have uh, some chrome extension uh, how it's called uh, i can see the, the name of this extension but this extension shows that keywords are missing on my page you know, I think Google doesn't consider uh, keyword meta tags like more than 15 meta years. You mean meta, meta keywords, keywords. Yeah. yeah, meta keywords. And I asked the same question uh, Fabrice Canel from Bing. And I asked him, uh, what do you think about meta keywords? Because Google doesn't consider them Bing. Uh, and he replied, uh, Bing doesn't consider them uh, for over 15 years as well. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell how to divide obsolete techniques from uh, technical optimization tools to uh, critical errors? Because when uh, I have, for example, when I get this error that I need to fix my uh, meta keywords on the page, it takes time, you know, to rewrite yeah. like thousand pages to submit all these keywords, but it doesn't work, you know, it doesn't help at all. Yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, uh, I want to share why I'm asking about that. I remember when one of my clients told me, no, uh, I fixed all Altex uh, errors uh, and spent uh, two weeks for that. And when I check out pages where he fixed them, that was page about us, uh, contact page, many others, you know, we're not going to rank these pages. We don't You're need to fix this pages yeah can you tell about uh, critical errors how to find them how to divide obsolete uh, errors for like meta keywords or anything else uh, and to choose priorities so i would say um the best way is to have like your own checklist which you regularly update which is like i have my own checklist of things i check uh, for my uh, for technical seo audits i do and i 
like once every three months i i make sure that this is up to date that maybe something uh, changed or didn't change mm -hmm. and i follow that my, my own list so i use the tools like screaming frog sidebulb ahrefs and some other tools uh, to follow my own list and check what's on my list and i would say maybe there are some outdated plugin extensions plugin uh, chrome extensions which have those mm -hmm. uh, obsolete uh, obsolete uh, seo elements but i would say uh, the, the 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 best known tools such as ahrefs i don't think they will they will show meta keywords as uh, as an error for you and mm -hmm. uh, what else uh, and i would say keep an eye on again google documentation to to stay in the know what's uh, what's changed what's new i think mm -hmm. uh, in google documentation uh, it is clearly said that uh, meta keywords are not a ranking factor but but there are some cases where when you may consider them useful like for your or for just your own purposes you want to know that uh, this is the the keyword you want it to rank or you want you want this page rank for and you and you can you, you can use it as like for your own reference of course it won't matter for google but uh, even i think recently i audited a site which uh, it was like one of the first sites in a very very long time which actually had uh, meta keywords and it was done uh, by developers who simply put it there because that it was like a reference point for for them and it didn't harm uh, no one so <laughs> yeah okay valuable yeah. Uh, can you tell how to check out big websites that have a million pages uh, do we need to use uh, some tools to analyze them and how to choose priorities uh, on this website yes. so uh, when it comes to such huge sites uh, screaming frog it on, it depends on what kind of computer you have may may need a couple of days or weeks especially if you are executing javascript but there is uh, jet octopus which is very very fast way faster so jet octopus i'm not sure how how much time it will need but it will it will crawl uh, su such a site in i don't know in a matter maybe of hours so uh, when it comes to priorities, so uh, I would say um, the biggest priorities are the things that uh, can actually impair the site, can have a negative influence on its rankings. Like, for example, if some pages are have a no index tag and we think that they actually shouldn't have a no index tag or that they have some other errors like 404s, which like we have a million 404s, which are done by mistake are there by mistake so i would say uh, like those things that can be like a direct have a direct influence on, on the site's ranking and the, the place to look for such potential critical errors is google search console so if you log into google search console if there is something like very very critical happening like you have a manual action or you have uh, security issues, but Google Search Console does not always find, does not always know when your site has been hacked, but in some cases it does. So go to Google Search Console, the coverage report, the security report, manual actions reports, just see what's going on there. Uh, there is a huge chance that the most important things will be shown there. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. without crawling. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, love it. Uh, can you tell more about uh, migration? Uh, how, for example, if uh, I want to rebrand my uh, 
domain name, you know, uh, I found a much better, a simple name. Uh, but, you know, I often get uh, issues uh, when migrating uh, old content to a new one, you know, uh, because uh, uh, some chains are broken. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, I can't get the same uh, SEO weight. Uh, for example, if I check out my domain authority, it doesn't bring the same domain authority. Can you tell how to migrate the right way? I mean, like to lose less and get uh, the same, I don't know, like traffic and results. Yeah, so recently I have done a few like uh, big migrations and my um, my checklist my kind of method of doing that is that i uh, i export uh, the data from gsc all the data i can export from there using a different tool so that i have the information about all keywords or, or clicks i do the same with ahrefs with uh, with google analytics then i uh, then i uh, merge this uh, this data into one spreadsheet of course i do some cleaning sorting and stuff like that and then I see, I sort, so sort the URLs by their name and I clearly see which URL has, uh, has uh, and, and also I add data about links there. And after I do the cleaning, I, I see that this URL has so many clicks, ranks for those keywords, has that many links, and I know that this, this URL has to stay. Other, uh, and I, but if the site has, uh, for example, the, the site I recently migrated had, uh, uh, more than I think two two thousand um, URLs, and there it involved a lot of manual review because you have to go go to those pages, see them, uh, and uh, one, once I have have them all sorted out, usually uh, I select the pages which are dead, the ones which, for example, in the last six months did not have any traffic, have no links, then I usually four ten them, or four oh four them, and. With this site, uh, I removed one one uh, one thousand three hundred pages, I think, or even more. And uh, the traffic so far is like uh, going up, and the site like on the already got more than mm, I think two two thousand more keywords, mm -hmm. in very very high positions. So just I just so I did content pruning. This is a, a nice uh, a nice uh, also moment for you to to do content pruning. To keep the URLs, of course, that rank, and and if you have that uh, that that whole spreadsheet with the keywords that the, those pages rank for, you can also, if you have time, uh, optimize for those keywords. For example, if those uh, met, uh, titles weren't optimized at all, you can use this migration as a as a as a chance to do that. And it if you do it correctly, if you do it, if if you also take care of internal links, then you can also expect. Uh, traffic gains i would say but you don't mm -hmm. you, but you cannot uh, leave some uh, tra some urls that have traffic alone because then you will see drops i also saw a lot of migrations where uh, people simply uh, forgot to add redirects for some important pages and the site simply lost half of traffic and never never really recovered it even though we restored the content after i think we restored it after a couple of months and the site like didn't get back there so if it mm -hmm. so this is like keep what's already working and get rid get rid of what's not working and do some optimizations uh, at the same time if you have time for that
<laughs> Got it. Uh, can you tell more about preparation? How to prepare the process? Uh, for example, do you have some special checklist that can help to uh, analyze all possible issues? You know, because if uh, some websites spend, you know, for example, link building costs money, a lot of money. And uh, when you lose all these backlinks, you know, uh, and you can't recover, yeah, it's painful. Uh, can you tell how to prepare the process and control the process? Because when we lose this, uh, logical chains, I don't know, like links chains. Yeah, uh, it hurts our uh, results. Can you tell more about that, about preparation? Uh, uh, but you, uh, we are still talking about migration, yes? Migration, yeah. Pre preparation before migration, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, I need to have like the clear, uh, in addition to this analysis, uh, uh, which I just uh, talked about, uh, I, I, I crawl the site and I have mm -hmm. a spreadsheet where I have all the URLs that are currently on this site and uh, all the URLs and I uh, decide whether I, for example, it also, it also uh, if we are changing the domain name, then I need to like have the, the redirect map to every, every URL. I need to be sure that I map this, this redirect. If there is a, some uh, URL that has some nice links, but for example, uh, now it is 404. This is usually migration is usually a chance to recover those links. If we have some links to 404s, we can try to give them the second life by redirecting them on the new site. But it also depends what types of links these are. Google, uh, John Miller, I think recently said that if these are like very, very old links, uh, they may not really help you, but if they are mm -hmm. like very high authority rings and you restore them and you restore them to some pages which may need this little boost, you may help them. So, mm -hmm. so I would say you need to have the spreadsheet with all, all URLs and, and have a plan for each URL, what to do with it. You, you cannot miss any URL because if you miss it, you may, you may have, have problems. And of course, mm -hmm. you can also do. Uh, you can also inform Google about the migration in um, change the domain name change in GSC. But this is not a requirement. Of course, you need to make sure these are uh, all 301 redirects. And uh, right after, right before um, making the site live, I also recommend crawling it, having like every all those staging URLs, and then right after you. Uh, push it to production, you also crawl it like the, the first second, it's, it goes live to make sure that there may be some redirects do not work, maybe something broke, maybe some slash was added somewhere and now you have 404, so you need to do it like the moment after migration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice, valuable. Uh, can you tell about uh, content strategy? Uh, how to find the right content strategy? Because webmasters uh, often chase high volume keywords. You know, uh, they wanna uh, get results. You know, I often see when webmasters see uh, like uh, uh, 100K, you know, with some keyword and they think, wow, how, how much I can earn. Yeah, I wanna all this traffic, all this money. But you know, uh, when they are overwhelmed, with high competition. Can you tell uh, your strategy to find uh, the right way where uh, we actually can get results according to our resources? Because for example, if I have two hands, you know, and uh, probably one manager who, who can help me, uh, small budget, how to find the strategy? Okay, so I will tell you about my first, one of the first sites I started I started doing. Uh, this was like my, one of my first keyword research uh, research processes I did. 
I then found uh, the keyword uh, make money online and I, yeah, this is the keyword I'm going for or, or money online, make money. Maybe it was even two, two words, but it was like mm -hmm. super competitive. So yeah, definitely in most cases, we don't want to do that because we, especially if these are one, one keywords with just one word, there are one, they're probably impossible to rank for and two, they are usually their intent is uh, is not like very precise. For example, if I type phone, what do I want? Do I want to buy a phone? Do I want to learn about a phone? So even if we, even if by some magic means we, we rank for that, we it is possible that those uh, keywords wouldn't even convert. So uh, my strategy, what I would recommend here is to go for low competition, long tail keywords usually the keywords that are that have like zero search volume in ahrefs or even the keywords that are even not shown in ahrefs like the keywords that that are shown for example in in people also asked uh you can you can scrape people also ask and get a lot of questions there so this is the strategy i've uh, i've started on my blog recently so i i used uh, also asked uh also asked a tool. Mm, I uh, extracted more than two two thousand uh, keywords with uh, question keywords, low competition question keywords uh, about SEO, and now I'm simply like going one by one and answering them on my blog in the form of a short article and a video. And mm -hmm. some of them, I noticed that uh, after a few days. Uh, in the, in SERPs, uh, my video was shown and uh, featured featured snippet from my from my blog. So, I think like going for those easier terms, low competition terms is the way to go. Or for example, if you have uh, if you want to rank for something very high high competi competition, you you may start by looking for lower competition keywords that have this keyword somewhere in their in their text like let's say SEO audit or SEO audit. Uh, this is my keyword. So all the keywords uh, that talk about uh, SEO audits, like how to do an SEO audit, how much an SEO audit cost and stuff like that. And then you can like silo them into and link them to this, to this uh, one uh, more uh, general, uh, general article about SEO audits, for example, maybe that's not the best example, but I hope you, you know what I mean. So yeah, I think it's the best example. Uh, I can tell you why, because, because you know, uh, it's more important of what kind of sales can you get. You know, for example, if you get like uh, hundred people a month and can sell ten times, it's much better than if you get ten thousand people a month and sell one time. You know, yeah. yeah. So, yes. yeah, yes, it's better exactly. to. Uh, can you tell how to uh, find uh, how I don't know, uh, not like this. I mean, how to unite your content strategy uh, with uh, a buying journey? For example, uh, uh, if I promote uh, keyword that uh, are not related with my services, uh, what kind of traffic? I don't need this traffic. You know, so probably someone can get results with that. Can you unite strategy with uh, buying journey? Uh, okay, so. <laughs> So I, I think this is the place uh, where we should spend some time on uh, uh, when we when we get this list of keywords we want to target, when we should also think about their search intent behind them, mm -hmm. uh, whether we just want to like provide this is this is how I would approach it. Like this is how I do it, whether we we want to um, have someone who is just ready to buy our 
who is ready to buy an iPhone of this uh, this this model and they're ready to buy or they're just now waiting to like read the review or whether they're just looking for for information so i would say the best strategy is to have like i i wouldn't say like 50% or have at least some informational content and some like content uh, where the search intent is to buy or almost buy like person is like just just about to make 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 the decision i think this is especially important uh, in the case of affiliate sites if you if you want to have an affiliate site uh, that will survive uh, the future uh, <laughs> google product uh, reviews updates i would say especially there you should invest into creating uh, actual informational content and among these pieces of content with with information you should you you can have those best or verses or reviews just of specific products or comparisons whatever whatever your niche is nice nice and you know seo book pro uh left the comment um i completely agree with this comment uh about content strategy first place with all data about this is the Google Search Console. Uh, um, I want to tell my, my story with one of my clients. Uh, he came to me and asked, please help to get traffic. Luckily, he had traffic like uh, 100K a month uh, in the topic weight loss supplements. It's overwhelmed, overpriced. You know, it's hard to get results with these topics. But he had this traffic and he asked me, can I increase the traffic? Because for uh, over uh, two years, he couldn't go ahead. You know, it's like stagnation. And uh, I analyzed Google Search Console. I found pages that bring this traffic, and I found uh, most of them uh, had positions nine, ten, uh, seven. You know, yeah. even uh, more than uh, in the top ten, like eleven, fifteen. And I decided to rewrite meta text for this. Uh, uh, pages because I found the all meta texts were written for the sake of having them, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so we uh, used numbers, brackets, we used some many different techniques to increase CTR. We also built uh, a few backlinks, you know, to those pages and results increase in uh, like uh, two and a half times for a month, you know. Yeah, that was success right. because SEO is a long game. And I agree with the strategy so about uh, Google Search Console. I did a similar thing with, with one of uh, lawyer sites. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was like back in, I think, December, uh, we were uh, building a new site for him. And uh, he had already some positions, some traffic. And uh, the way I did keyword research for, for him was basically go to Google Search Console. I also install installed keywords everywhere. You can also like add some uh, Chrome bookmark to, to to so that you can see a volume data directly in Google Search Console. And I basically checked what uh, what keywords his pages were ranking for, and in many cases they were ranking on position tw 20, 30. and we simply optimized for those specific lawyer keywords and and the site uh, within a matter matter of two or three months started to rank on very very high positions and dominated one of the cities that it was supposed to dominate so yeah nice definitely great strategy for any <laughs> site <laughs> yeah yeah if you if you have traffic as well yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. i have the question uh for some part of my audience because uh, many of them are looking uh for a job 
and uh, they want to jump in SEO field. For example, if you started today without any skills, knowledge, experience, what would you do to learn more about SEO uh, to be uh, an expert in one day? Mm -hmm. So uh, I would, uh, again, start with Google uh, Search Central blog. And uh, there is also this beginner SEO, uh, SEO course. This is where I, uh, uh, where I usually refer people uh, to, to start reading. And I think Ahrefs also has a bunch of nice uh, free courses with just basics where, where they explain basics. So I would say uh, sign up for a bunch of courses, follow them all read the Google documentation and make it a priority to create a bunch of sites as soon as possible and start implementing those things you are, you are, you are learning about. Start changing titles, start creating maybe some content, playing with the things you learn. And if you do it like I would say um, for, for two or three months, uh, you you may be able to get some entry entry level level uh, junior role if you if you show something that you have already created that you you are you played with that you have set up this site maybe this site isn't the best in the world isn't the the, the most beautiful one but you 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 were playing with that so I would say mm -hmm. I think the demand for SEO is 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 high and. I, I predict it is going to be higher and higher for, for SEOs who really know what they're talking about. And I think the most important thing is, is to be willing to learn new things and to explore, to experiment. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, guys, you can, uh, when you learn, you can share uh, all uh, new skills on social media as Olga does, you know, he's super yes. active on that to share on, on her blog, you know, on social media. So, you know, it's the way uh, to learn. Uh, yeah, we discussed about that uh, before the podcast. Uh, when you share, you can learn, uh, help others, uh, support others, you know, and it's the way to grow your audience as well. So, yeah. uh, I think I would never, ever learn and understand, would be able to understand Core Web Vitals if I hadn't uh, created a very, very in-depth guide about that. Uh, uh, because I started with uh, with studying Google documentation, then I created a guide about Core Web Vitals, then I created a, a guide on how to audit Core Web Vitals, and without that, I think I wouldn't know much about it. So <laughs> even yeah. though I thought I knew, but when I created, actually, when I actually had to do, I had to take some of those screenshots, had to like change some some things, check some things. I actually learned a ton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it, it's a good way to to learn more uh, when you write guides, to full tutorials, you know, it's not only about getting traffic, it's more about learning, uh, helping yes. others, building your audience. Okay, I have the question about the future of SEO. What kind of future can you predict according that new things are coming like uh, Metaverse, uh, Web 3.0, you know, uh, m many other AI, things? Yeah. Yeah, AI, what do you think? So I would say um, our, the human element will still be necessary, but maybe it will change a bit. Maybe I think there will be more automation. Maybe some of the tasks we are now doing manually, we will be able to fully automate. Like, for example, there are AI. Uh, it can help us, but I wouldn't like trust it entirely, like create an article, publish it without. We still need to like supervise those things. Maybe in the future we will be we will have to make less of that supervision but i think it will still be necessary for us to to decide what needs to be done and why it needs to be done because i think those machines 
even now those uh, automated SEO crawlers, they, they send us a report telling that you have 100 uh, errors. But when an SEO reads that report and uses like uh, their own experience, their own SEO brain, they see that, okay, like five of them are actually issues. The rest aren't issues because I know that because my experience tells me that. So I think this human element will still be necessary. So, but we, maybe we will, it will be a good idea to uh, learn Python, to learn other th uh, Python and maybe the, things that may help us with um, facilitating SEO automation. But I think mm -hmm. SEO is, is not going to be dead in the nearest future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not good with forecasting. You know, when uh, I forecast, uh, when I, you know, when I invest my extra money that I have, I usually fail, you know, <laughs> you know. So, so, yeah, for me, it's better to save them. <laughs> but, uh, but I found one way, you know, uh, you know, I can see SEO is growing. Yeah, we can see it. And it will not be dropped in one day without any traffic. You know, people forget yeah. because it takes time to change habits, to find new channels. And if you have experience with SEO, even if you see it's uh, decreasing, then uh, using this experience, you can adapt to new channels as well. So uh, it's the way. Uh, for example, I remember when Gary B mentioned about TikTok, someone asked him, do we need to uh, grow on TikTok if uh, the US government will ban TikTok? And he replied, okay, you can grow on TikTok if it's banned, you have this experience and you can use this experience to other channels because without experience, uh, it's hard to cover other channels as well. So I think SEO has a shiny future. It's, it's my point. Even if it doesn't, uh, you can get experience and use it in other channels as well. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you tell uh, three things that webmasters need to do and three things that webmasters need to avoid? I mean, like some obsolete techniques. Okay, so what uh, I think uh, they need to use Google Search Console and actually log in there and see what's there. Because I see that a ton of people totally neglect, neglect Google Search Console and you can actually see a lot of valuable information there. So uh, Google Search Console, I would say you should always, you should get interested in, in internal linking if you aren't already and use internal linking, the power of internal linking and uh, update uh, the existing content. So creating new content is great, but uh, if you like leave your posts like for themselves for a couple of years, they will be decaying and they will stop ranking or they won't be ranking as well. So I would say update new content and create new content as well. And the things they should stop doing. Uh, so uh, I would say um, do not rely entirely on automated SEO audit reports because mm -hmm. or don't get obsessed about them because yeah, sometimes they, they you get an email. There is a critical issue on your website and uh, this isn't a critical issue. It, in most cases, it isn't. One of those is, for example, the HTML uh, to text ratio, something like that. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is like a very important thing to, to, to fix. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing to stop doing, I would say um, stop, uh, stop, stop, uh, let me 
stop obsessing about speed. I know we already talked about this, but I see mm -hmm. some people are so fixated on that. Like keep like only like get the green score, get the green score while they have like the basic things are like failing. So I would mm -hmm. say speed is important, but do not obsess about it. And uh, don't forget to read SEO news and listen mm -hmm. to SEO podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah this, is, this is like SEO podcasts were like life changing for me. When I started to listening SEO podcasts, um, I think, yeah, two, three years ago, I got so hooked up on them. And like, I now I cannot like walk, uh, walk my dog without listening to podcasts. <laughs> I cannot ride a bike or run without listening to SEO podcasts. And especially if you listen to them at like mm -hmm. higher speed, like two times or 1.5, you can absorb so much knowledge in like two hours. You can consume three hours of, of knowledge. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you unhided my secrets, you know, because oh. I usually listen to audio podcasts when yeah. I'm walking with my dogs, when yes. I'm exercising, training, biking, everything. Yes, yes, the same. <laughs> But, you know, I usually divide my time between podcasts and audiobooks because, you know, I think uh, like audiobooks are foundation of the skills, yes. you know, uh, and uh, once I read the study, for example, if you read a book, uh, authors usually spend like uh, six months, uh, a year to write this book. You know, when they create audio podcasts or, or blog posts, it takes a few days, probably uh, sometimes a few hours uh, because they rely on their experience. That's okay. You know, I think all formats are good because uh, with books, you can get foundation of human psychology. With uh, blogs and audio podcasts, you can get some new ideas, interesting insights. And uh, when I learn, you know, uh, from audio podcasts or uh, reading blog posts, I usually get some interesting ideas to share with my knowledge that I usually do. That's why uh, I can grow you know, my social media accounts with that. So yeah, uh, I completely agree with that. Olga, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. So uh, you can go to my website, seosite.com, and see uh, the, the things I'm creating there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, at Olga Zarzeczna, like written together, and on LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, follow me on Twitter, on simply like uh, email me and We'll see. <laughs> okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Follow Olga because you can get, you can see, you know, uh, from this podcast, Olga shares a lot of valuable insights. You can learn more insights. That's why you need to follow Olga on Twitter or and any other places. Uh, listen to us on Apple and see you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.